Welcome back to the show. My name is Tony Sanchez, and I'm here with my good buddy, Anthony Armendariz, and also with Brian Peterson. Brian is a multidisciplinary cosmic creator surfing through the skies, supporting, connecting, and empowering organizations through strategic design. Brian's background in fine arts and a brief stint in animation and illustration turned to design through freelance visual design to founding team startup, the design studio at FunSize, and now supporting, leading, and growing design teams at a firm, bringing honest financial products to the world. What's happening, Brian? Not much. I'm so happy to be here. That was a great job, by the way. Man, it's been a while. Actually, it hasn't. We just we just saw each other not too long we ago. We just saw it. Yeah, it hasn't been a while. But it's good. How are y'all doing? Good, good. Why don't you uh, take a second and just kind of, from your own perspective, introduce yourself to uh, everybody out there. Yeah, writing those things are always funny from a LinkedIn perspective. Uh, I always find myself, the first pass says absolutely nothing. So... I'm Brian. I feel like I'm on like a dating service or something, which is also <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah, I've been, I've been working in, let's keep it contextual design-wise, located in Chicago, have hopped back and forth, was in Austin with y'all for about six, seven years. Um, started fine arts background, animation, illustration you are mentioning, um, and then got into design at a startup in Austin, worked for a couple years, cruised and did a bunch of dirt surfs um, with y'all at Fun Size. Uh, worked with some awesome companies and then moved my way back to Chicago. And now I'm working uh, for a firm, which is pretty great as a uh, design manager, which is really exciting. Recently just kind of made the big jump from. That's exactly uh, what I'm, I think that I and we're most curious about because, you know, your time with us here at Fun Size was, was amazing. It was great. Um, <laughs> and I, I know that you and I worked really, really closely together and I, I knew that you were heading down that track towards mm-hmm. management. You're a great designer, but you're also a great uh, a combiner of people. Uh, so it only made sense for you to kind of move towards that that role. But I'm curious, like what, what actually triggered you to going that route into design management? Well, I did have, um, I'd give a lot of testament to Anthony while I was working on this. Anthony always asked a good question about for a couple months, actually, it was like, do you like working on stuff or do you like helping people work on stuff? Like, do you like working on projects or do you like helping people get better at working at projects? And I did not know the answer for a while and it just kept on coming up. And I think it was a really good point of like helping me think about those bits as we started introducing some new scale, the new project roles, design lead became a thing. We started getting a lot more projects. And I think if I didn't have that question, like constantly kind of ruminating in my brain and really analyzing while I was working on like the day-to-day stuff. And, and we were doing some stuff on like previous projects with some more, more junior and apprentice folks, um, doing a little bit of leading and like really starting to get excited about like doing goals and having people see like, Hey, how do we make sure that you like level up? How can I be helpful in your 360 reviews? Even though I wasn't, um, you know, formally their, their manager from a career perspective, but that stuff mixed with that question really helped me once we started to make some really big calls. It's like, Hey, how do you want to take these projects? And some of the projects that you and I got to work on were like some of the early bits of like, Hey, how is this role and responsibility look like? And I think once I got that taste of really being utilized from how can I unlock and like unstick things versus being the person that unlocked and unstick things tactically. It was pretty fun from a, a scale wise too. Cause I just got to be part of 
meatier problems. So I feel like actually at fun size towards the tail end, I was looking at that role as a testing ground to be like, how can I spend as least time as possible working on things and really just dump gasoline into this type of role of like being really removed, but being really high level to support. And I think that actually like left me to really clear outcome of like, Hey, I really like being part of this, this type of team in this fashion versus the product itself. I mean, I get excited about those things, but making the jump, I was pretty confident that I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to like manage people more. I want to be more formally. And, and I think the last probably like six, seven months I was, I was looking at it a little bit longer as like, Hey, I'm a manager in a different role, but I'm going to like use this to like start sharpening some sticks probably at some points where I'm assuming that Anthony, you probably at some points where it's like, yo, this dude's not a manager. Stop doing manager stuff. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I have anyways. Yeah, that, that's kind of also, before I kind of ask the thing that just popped up in my head when you said that, is like your perspective on management, we might dig in deeper into this in a little bit, but like, I know that a lot of people listening don't really have the context because we know, we know, we all know each other so well, mm. but I do know that you care about people a lot and you care about where they're going. Is that just you or is that like part of like where you find this overlap of, of your, I see uh, mindset and then this mm. this management higher level mindset and then just like the growth of people kind of falls in there somewhere in the middle or is it something that you just naturally think about yeah it's a really good point this this podcast actually got me to a point of like researching and actually searching like design management from a historical context and I think there's a lot of like nebulous stuff in there but for me when I was looking at it of how I defined it I would probably say what you're breaking down there as management mindset, growth mindset, IC mindset. I would say all of those, maybe not on the same layer, but they're kind of like parents and children of each other. And I would say a growth mindset is like the parent of all of that. And within the growth mindset, when I was an IC, it was like, I want to level up, I want to grow, I want to set goals. And I really struggled in a startup where I was the only designer and I was working directly with the CEO. We had like a front end um, designer, but it was still kind of like I was driving a bunch of these things. I had no idea how to do any of it. I think like day one, he sat down. He's like, hey, let's make an IA sitemap. Can you do it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Sat down, Googled what is IA sitemap. And that followed for probably like a year and a half. And I think what was tough about that is like I had to learn those structures of like a growth framework by myself because I didn't have a lead. I didn't have like a a person at that tier that that I was able to to learn from. So from an IC perspective, it started teaching me how important it is once you don't have it and like how integral growth and goals are important from, from your own career development. And if you fast forward that as you start like, you know, working a little bit more, you start noticing that other people have the same challenges, right? Like you're sitting there with like an apprentice, you're sitting there with like someone junior, someone just starting, you're around all that energy and you realize you're like, oh, wait, like. I struggled through the same thing. And like, this was a strategy that I had to make. And then you give it to somebody and you see like, holy crap, that just like expedited them like six months faster than what it took me to learn from scratch. And I think that was like the gateway into thinking of a growth mindset 
overall the same thing, but more towards people and maybe a growth mindset on an operation standpoint, more towards projects. Once you start thinking about all of these projects as just archetypes versus independently a single project. And I think that elevates to a lot of standards from like a management perspective or a leadership, whatever you would call those synonymously is this idea of like growth at a multi perspective or dimensional approach. It starts with an IC and it starts with you, but it kind of grows out. So what I enjoy, it's the same thing. I liked seeing growth and challenging myself. And then I also started realizing the things I did. I liked seeing that with other people level up. There's something really satisfying. You know, if you smash it on a, on a design crit, that's awesome. You made a good product, whatever. But if you see somebody like in a meeting that you used to have to step in, in and they were like, hey, let's actually go back to the goals or like, hey, I'm actually going to allocate my own time or I'm going to set expectations. You just like unlock something and you zoomed back. And like, I think that is infinite as your team scales, whether it's you leading a team of one to two people and you're not a manager or you're a legit manager with like five, six people and you're covering a big amount of scope. And my assumption is the same for folks like you, Anthony, or head of designs that like started are now managing managers. The the game changes, but it's it's still that same drug. I don't want to say maybe drugs not the right word, but that 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 service, active service. Yeah, wow. I mean it's a lot there. Um I'm curious when you were you made the decision, okay, I want to go into design management. You had your like your own personal goals aligned. So you're interviewing with companies. And I I don't know, tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I talked. I've talked to enough design managers at different kinds in different kinds of organizations, and I, I get the perspective that it's not the same anywhere, right? I've I've seen design managers at, at some companies where they're it's really just people process enablement, right? And then I've seen like mm. you know managers where it's like you know people and operations and scale and you know and, and strategy, right? And I've seen I've seen a lot of different variations of this, like like how like when you were interviewing for design management positions, like what kind of questions did you ask the people that were interviewing you to figure out like if which organization would best align with how you wanted to work? And like, what were you, what kind of qualities were you looking for in those design managers? And then I guess like as a follow-up to that, like what kind of advice would you give for organizations that are trying to figure that out? Like how, you know, like, you know, how strict, is a line between ICM management or concepts of merging that player coach. I know you have strong opinions on this. Oh, so I'm yeah, just, I'm, are... I'm asking you just because I want you to talk about it. Yeah. Those are two huge, huge questions, but great questions. I'd answer the first. And just to be like, honest, like I was not vetting folks directly on the manager role. I don't think I knew enough from a data set. I just knew that I liked working with people. I was really good at repeatable processes and optimizing things. I got excited about not necessarily just the product. And your questions that really helped me were something that I actually stuck with as like a key pillar, just knowing that like I want to keep on doing this and I want to keep on doing this at like a larger scale. Now, finding a company, me personally, the things that I found were I wanted like that good mess, like you could go to a design manager maybe at a super super large company and they'll probably like leverage different that's my assumption i don't know personally but the idea of looking for that good messy from a design team and a product org like things maybe there's a lot of opportunity but not a lot of things really structured for me that was the right match because like i wanted to experiment to personally grow in that 
but also be able to have that impact and be like, hey, I'm experimenting. There's maybe like, let's just try this out. And I think a good messy company, how I call it, is how I talked to you when we were like doing hiring, is that good mess means that it's the the landscapes there for people to try things and and change bits. So that's what I look for. I didn't look directly for design management. I think ultimately that's still kind of true for when you look for any place. Is I looked at the manager, gave really good feedback. My my former former manager just gave great feedback, and I was like, I can learn from this person. And I think that's the thing. So I look for like messy areas that allow for a lot of ripe opportunity for me to experiment and like change things, and a manager that's going to provide pretty direct feedback and growth. So that's first question. Second question. You were saying feedback for, or what would you advise or think from people looking for the next role in a manager? Well, I, the, the second question was about like, um, that I had, I think was about advice that you have yeah. for, you know, for groups about how they should think about management. Maybe now that ah. I've had a chance to think about it, maybe a better way to ask that question is like, in your opinion, not ne- necessarily industries standard or whatever, but like, what do you believe the core themes mm. that a manager needs to be focused on and, and and what is your perspective on where where hard lines between IC and management should exist uh, or, do you, or do you even believe that at all? Yeah, I think there should be hard lines on setting like what is your baseline and what you're responsible for. But I believe that it's it should be flexible per each person. I've seen a couple examples now, even just my own, of how I've kind of ebbed and flowed in the past like year and a half and that more like specific even across our different growth at a firm has been the baseline. How I look at it is time is finite, right? Like I've 24 hours in the day, Tony, you have 24 hours in the day, Anthony, you have 24 hours in the day. You cannot do any more or less. And let's say, let's look, just distill that down to like nine hours a day to or whatever the average work week or work day is. You have nine hours. I can't make more time than the people that are working on these projects. So if you think about great talk is like a new manager death spiral, Um, it's a development focus, but I'd like really recommend searching that because they have this concept that talks around when you're an IC, you're focused on one to two projects at an A plus. That's what you're responsible for. When you're a manager, it starts becoming broader focus and broader impact, but at C plus. So you're supposed to do more projects, but C plus. Because what C plus eventually allows is for people to get from C plus to B plus to A plus. But it's not your responsibility anymore to be A plus on those projects. So it is weird at first when you see that and you're like, oh, that's kind of like a C plus. I need to jump into there. But that's like the short win. And I would say that nine hours is if I jumped in and thought that I could turn this from a C plus to an A plus, I just bled six hours, right? So now I have three hours for the responsibilities I'm looking to do. Mm-hmm. Those three hours are, I should have been spending that time more on thinking about how am I blocking for people? How am I setting up for next quarter? How am I making mm-hmm. sure we're resourced the right way? So that's where I think about that there's a baseline for a manager and what you should expect for your managers are like blocking team growth, team health, that stuff that when it does break, it breaks really big, but it doesn't look as apparent on the day to day. Now, if there's extra time on top of that, I think that's where managers, depending on scope and team size, can kind of flex based on their specialty. Like if I was maybe more man- like visual driven, I'd maybe jump in and start thinking about our design system, maybe start thinking about you know visual or help the team with that. 
I love stuff that are super boring, like Coda. I love time tracking. I love operations. I love how we talk about stuff. The really boring, boring stuff. That's my thing that I'm like, after I do that base level of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of framing, but for a manager, then I do the top part. But you can't expect to come in and just be do that top part. And there's other roles that do that. And if you call a split between manager and IC, an IC can mentor and drive that quality, but they just don't want to manage people because that takes a lot of time. And it's it's a long game. It's like a long, long distance running. And it takes a certain type of breed of person to be excited about that type of method. So I think the drawing a line in the sand is really important on that. But I also believe that the time and how you pick of what scope you're responsible for and how you start to optimize and tinker with things to allow for you to get more time back in that nine hour block. Then you start thinking as your flex time, how do I want to like do the things that are a little bit different, exciting to the core, but your core is first. So I've, I've heard some horror stories of like managers, you know, being really interested in the stuff they did for an IC and they just bleed a ton of their time on actually working on the project. What that actually does is like the project's not going to be as good as if you were a full IC. So the, the quality is actually like a B plus. You might lose respect, might lose some trust. But ultimately, that means that now that time you used is not there to help that person with what you were meant to do, which yeah. is to give them goals, challenge them and push outside of it. So that's where I think that line is actually really important. I think another thing, concept, I won't talk about it, but the product leader canyon um, concept from a product management, they talk about the same thing. It's like you drive, you drive, you drive, but eventually when you go to a manager and the product management, they haven't had as clear of a split in some parts of the industry. And I think that leaves a gap in some of the people management. And people management is an investment that pays a very great global maximum, but a lead manager, where it's not thinking about people manager, but leading projects is maybe a local maximum. So, so I'd chew on that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's really, that's really cool, man. Um, How do you think it about it from an agency perspective where like theory, that's not necessarily billable. Like, how do you think about it from a structuring standpoint when like you hiring people, there's some people that have a clear output on what you see, but there's also some people like, how do you make that call where you're like, wow, this is like a high role, but I don't know. That, I think sometimes hard managers, like you don't see what they do. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm curious from an agency perspective, how you handle that call. Uh, I mean, I, I can try to answer that, but my, my context is really limited because, you know, fund size is the largest D, uh, agency that I've worked at in terms of the amount of designers on a team. And it happens to be a company I founded with very little experience doing that. I think the the best way that I can summarize it is I, I think that we always believed that investment with people in these things is the right way to think about it. But we didn't early, early on, we didn't really know how to do that. And you, you also think about it like what, what do you need when you're four people in size? What do you need mm. when you're at six or seven? You can still kind of get away with like one at me at that scale. I could do that, right? Uh, or I could try to do that. But what, what happens when you add another eight and then you add another eight and then you add mm -hmm. another eight, right? Then like all of a sudden, like you real, like I think w we weren't really sure, but we just kind of 
realize at a certain point prior to some growth that, okay, well, we have to figure out what, how this is going to work in an agency context mm. that works with internal teams that necessarily know how we would do that, but made some initial investments. But now, like, at, at, after concept to scale, it's finally at a point where you look at the mathematics on on what you need and all the, you know, you look at the ones and zeros and all the numbers from team and, and project managers and leads and, you know, financial people. And it's like, look, you got to, you're now at a point where, you know, you can pull people completely internally. Like they don't need to be billable, right? Mm. Uh, mm. You don't need to have like all of that. But I think the hardest thing for agency is like what you do with the middle, ma- like the managers that are managing the projects, because unlike internal teams, they're they're moving around project to project. Mm. So they're not always working with the same people. So it's kind of like a mashup, if you will, because like you have to expect a certain level of man- management on the project level, but filtering that feedback to design their design managers but there's there's managed operational management on the back end that's helping with that because it's too hard to 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 say well these people only work with these people or they're they're moving around like you know like all the time so that, that I think that's the bigger challenge that I'm that I think we're trying to work through you know yeah i think the hard part too is just like ultimately i always tell people it's like when they ask like well, how do you like about being a manager it's like people are squishy like you think about like a product and it's like at the end of the day, a lot of products all kind of fit the similar archetype, um, different models, different patterns, what they're looking to do. There's not a formula to like demystify it, but there's a way there's structures that you can do to really focus on like the cool bits of like the deep part of products, which inherently ends in human too. But the, the funny joke for me is that like people working on those things about human are human. So like in theory, all of these things are just like, People are really squishy. The product itself is kind of tangible. Um, you could hit it, nail it, and then move to a different phase. But like people are squishy day to day and there's no rhyme or reason. And that's like the beautiful thing about it. So I think you get to a world where the people managing that aspect is very, very hard. And if you don't do it, you're kind of you're kind of off and you feel it. I just don't think you could tangify it. I think some companies do it really well can put it to their team culture, can put it to team satisfaction, can put it to team growth. And if you miss it, you can maybe look at attrition, maybe look at engagement. But there's so many bits of like people usually leave their company because they're direct supervisor versus the company itself. Mm -hmm. So I take that really seriously when you think about being a manager, because you direct a lot of people's careers by just being the person that's like supporting them. Totally, totally. Uh, It kind of like... Stemming from that in your journey, I've heard it before that people moving from because uh, there's a lot in there. You just you just walk through a ton of like really great rich information that um, people might be scared of trying to figure out, understand, learn before moving into management. So like, why might people or like ICs be afraid to move towards management? I think it's because like just, I, we, like like I like I've heard before like oh I'm gonna be less creative or yeah. like oh I I maybe I don't it sounds bad but I don't I don't care about growing people or you know and and you know there's something to be said about that because people don't want to lose what they're passionate about but like mm-hmm. I mean for me how I look at it is it the same difference of like some people really like being in the fintech space and some people really like being in the consumer like some people like B2C some people like B2B they're different flavors of what thing you're working on and if you just zoom a layer higher than that it's like some people like working on 
product. Some people like working on people and like supporting them. And I think that is consciously ambiguous, but like some people are maybe a little bit worried about like what they're, they're zooming out from. And I think it usually, and that's okay too. I think the big problem is that like, I've seen a lot of people go like IC bounce back and forth between management and IC. I think that's rad too. Like there's really no like one way, but I think the scare or the fear is like, am I getting forced to go into management because that's my only growth. And I think we're seeing a lot where that's not the case and drawing that line actually makes that path even more possible for people to be like, I don't have to become a manager to like level up and like move up this ladder. And if, when you don't cross that line and you say that they're like kind of merge or the same, or maybe you lie and say, Oh, you'll be a manager. We can still work on something. It just gets like the worst part of both worlds because you haven't drawn a line in the sand, but you can still do it. It's just like how you materialize that. Like what part of IC work was fun for you? For me, it's like, taking a bunch of information and then like thinking it out loud and framing stuff. The design stuff was actually like not the most fun thing for me. Um, I, I like it, but my goal is usually get, get out of Figma as fast as possible because I love that part. So then you think, well, I like leveling people up. I like the ambiguity of all these complex systems. I could still do that and be a very useful tool for people that want to like level up their craft. So you find the right mix, but I think there's just like, it's not one way to do it too. Like it's kind of more fluid is how I imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of position that as, as kind of like one, one path, one direction, but there's not, there's, there's tons of different ways and approaches to um, approach. Let's say you, people and stuff. You, I know that we've talked about it has been interested in both. What, I don't know what gets, are you scared of, or like what, what for you for a fear wise from like an IC perspective, not well, knowing the manager, for, what do you think about? Well, for me, I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Um, what, what, what unknowns are there? Scared is not the right word. Like, like what, well, what, I what mean, unknowns, I think, what, yeah, I think it would be anything that you're, you haven't done before. You're naturally, you know, more averse to feeling confident about it um, mm-hmm. in terms of like experience and stuff. So I think it's just being able to build, you know, experience both micro and macro level, macro ways to be able to, to gain those little, little wins along the way, mm. um, to feel confident, to take a little bit of a bigger step next time or take a, mm. make a little big, a little bit of a bigger judgment call next time, or, um, you know, help somebody achieve something that they didn't really see, but, but you saw that and you were able to kind of place somebody or something or an opportunity in the right place for them to, to be able to capture mm. that. Right. Mm. And then, and then be able to just work, work slowly. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that I find anything like nerve wracking about it. Um, aside mm. from just like the, the building experience, which is, yeah. yeah how do you, how do you, how do you accrue it? Yeah. It's valid. Yeah. But I think that like, we, we talked about this in, a, in another episode, but like in terms of like whenever like losing the creativity, like I, I think that you and I share the same perspective, like being inside of a, a design tool is great, but like, what, what, are, what's the bigger problem you're solving? Like beyond, like outside of that. Um, and, and that comes to like the, the like quote losing creativity, but like you're just using your create your, your innate creativity in a different way. Yeah. Cause you know, it's more creative working with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dynamics between people and people working together. That is, 
you got to find a lot of things out of nothing and you got to pull a lot of weird knobs in a dark room. Sometimes when you look at that framing, some of the products get a little bit easier to work on um, because there's so many dynamics to people, which gets exciting. But Anthony, you have any other thoughts you want to pull out of the cosmos? I mean, just, you know, I, I think one of the things that, you know, just listening to you guys talk about this, I think that one of the fears that I have about talking to designers about this is the fear of making a designer feel like I'm trying to convince them to go in a direction, right? Because mm. I can empathize with that because, you know, I was a designer for many, many, many years, uh, at least 15 years before I was really managing anyone. And, you know, like that, that transition was actually really difficult for me. Like, I think it was, it was, a, it was stepping. Like I start, I started by moving to like project leadership. And then only when I became re- uh, comfortable with that, did I feel like moving just to like operational leadership. But I, you know, like I, I think it's like for people, like my advice to designers that want to go into management, I think it, it's probably just a good idea to be really clear with your manager, like what you want, you know, like I want to do this. So these are the themes I want to focus on, you know, cause I think managers are trying to be empathetic too and move people along the line of ladders. And I think it's, it's hard to guess. I mean, you can always give people advice. I, you could do this or you could do that. And I think that's manager's job to help people work that out. But I, I don't know. I think it's, it's useful when people know what they, what they want. Mm-hmm. We also just like yeah. don't know until you get there either. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's yeah. so many times I like wince at stuff of things that I'm doing as I'm figuring it out in person or like in the moment, like I get off a call and I'm like, wow, I really botched that. <laughs> and it's like, cause it's such a longer play, right? Like you're helping things at such a longer stage versus just what you're used to from an IC of like, I do something and I see the output of that, but you're kind of like gardening at least a little bit. And you're like expecting something to be fruitful and work out. But I, I do think just, that just like growing to... a new designer, I think, you know, like I think teams have to be understanding that new managers have, have to learn too. I mean, you spend the next 20 years of your life or more like growing as a design manager. Right. Mm-hmm. I also think, I think it's valid. To think about that. The fear concept of, of that you're convincing someone to get into it. Cause I've found myself in some conversations too. It's like, Hey, are you interested in it? Do you like doing this? And I think that's like the, the ebbs and flow part of just, uh, there's a nature of it. Like there's still times for me that I'm like, man, this would be really great if I like just like dipped out and just like was by myself working on stuff like that would be cool. Um, but the altitude that you're at is so interesting when you start seeing how some of those decisions are actually made. And the, the different framing that some of these people at like the higher levels think about as they go further and further out the decision-making the trade-offs, how they're moving pieces around is so different and it breaks your brain in such a wonderful way that for me, I'm excited atop of the people person aspect of it, of just the combos that I'm involved in at a longer thing and the people I get to be around, man, it's just like so wild to see how they make those calls. And it's just, it's almost like they see time differently. And I like being around that. That's like a personal thing. I like being around people that like just completely see something differently and they, they operate differently. And and that is a fun part about for my journey for management. It's like being around some of these people that have been through hyper growth, been around people that have been at like massive companies, small companies, the knowledge they've accrued and how they approach a problem. I'm like, Whoa, that's wild. Like I would have never imagined it that way. So it, 
that's for me how it works. And when I talk to people interested in management, it's like, hey, let's try mentoring for a little bit or try leading a project. And if you really like it, let's like ease into it and then make a call on it. But I also think there's a problem about making the clear call for someone to go for a manager and how you ease people into it to give them tastes. I look at as a role as a manager when you're trying to have someone, it's, if you zoom it out of it, it's all the same thing. It's like, try it out if you don't like it. Our goal is just to get you to something you like doing, right? Um, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I think some people are fear that they go into it, they can never come back, yeah. um, which like they see it as a demotion. But I think our industry is getting better at like actually wanting. Well, that. I guess some people could see it as a demotion, but other people like me are just scared that they forgot everything or that the tools have advanced so hard that it's hard to like get back into it. You know, and I think it's different for everyone. I think there's some element of realness to that that you know things do move fast in design tool land, but it yeah. it is probably possible for a manager to you know it's just really what you want to do and how but, you know how much you're willing to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, the core of that that's really interesting, too, is how different are the tools when you started, Anthony? And, like, how how valuable are you in meetings? Has your value changed when you're in kickoff meetings? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really go to kickoff meetings anymore. Or, like, or a, me- do, a, a meeting. Like, do you feel yeah. like you're in a meeting? It's, like, abstract of the tool, outside of the tool, when there's, like, decisions being made and those sort of bits. I would probably challenge that, like, the tool is just that the means to something to an artifact, but like how much time you've clocked is still valuable in those meetings because the core is there, right? They're all the same. It's all the same thing Mm -hmm. or similar. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you really wanted to design pixels, you know, you can pick, you can, if you invest the time, I'm sure I could figure out how to learn Figma, you know, like, you know, it's overwhelming for me because like the last time I designed anything was in Photoshop and then in sketch and then Figma. So like, you know, things are very, very different. Um, but like, you know, I don't know, like, I'm not saying I do want to go back to IC cause I don't, I, 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 I kind of like, I like giving, I like, I like being in critiques really, you know, like, so I think that like, mm. you know, that's the kind of stuff that I like to do, but, uh, I know that some people are, have been able to move back and forth. I think that's really admirable that people could do that. I mean, cause I, I think you're, I think what you guys are saying is right. I mean, I don't think it has to be, you know, once you make that decision, it's, it's done and gone. Right. I think, I think you can do that. I mean, of course you have to have the, that the right roles have to be open in your organization and all that kind yeah, of stuff to yeah, go yeah, back yeah, and forth. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it has to be like, Oh, this is a, you know, once you go down that road, there's, yeah. there's no, no other way for you to go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh no, you can't go back there. Yeah. I would, I would point is the core is the same, right? Like someone zooming out and being like the core of all of this stuff is the same. I still like, occasionally will help out and jump into like a Figma file and jam on stuff. Am I great with auto layouts? Am I great with some of these other mechanisms? No. Do I forget hotkeys? Yeah. But the way of just kind of replicating things and the core of it, of just like everything needs a variation, you're still kind of valuable. And I think that's abstracted of the tool, which I think is, is this okay? I definitely agree. The abstracting of the tool, we'll leave it there. Uh, but hey, Brian, Killer, killer stuff. Really, really awesome to talk to you, uh, mm-hmm. to learn more about what's happening with you at a firm and your yeah, your awesome, unique perspective on management. Really appreciate the time. Uh, appreciate it. Why don't you uh, kind of let let the listeners know where they might be able to find you I'm on, and, track, and track you on the internet. I'm on nothing other than LinkedIn. So <laughs> LinkedIn is it. 
Hell I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember yeah, leaving. Very, very, very. You are I, very active on LinkedIn. I do know. Yeah, that. I remember leaving Austin, leaving Fun Size, and then instantly shutting down. Anna and I not attached, but shut down our Instagram and stopped using Facebook. So I was like, yeah, I don't need to do it. But now I'm just all on LinkedIn. So DM me. I love when people DM me on LinkedIn. It's amazing. So many great conversations. So awesome. Um, I don't know. You could just search my name, <laughs> and it pops up. It's not a weird name. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess that'll do it for this episode. Tune in next time. Thanks, Brian. See you around. Thank you. Hustle is brought to you by Funsize, a digital service and product design agency that works with inspiring teams to uncover opportunities, evolve popular products, bring new businesses to market, and prepare for the future. Learn more at funsize.co. I'm Paige, a product designer at Funsize. Namaste.